This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Hey, everybody! Welcome to yet another episode of the Hard Mark Podcast. Welcome, uh, Markamaniacs. That's the name I've given everybody officially. I think I've. I don't think I've ever said that on this show before, but that's what you are, Markamaniacs. Uh, my name's Eric Donaldson. I'm the host of the Hardmark Podcast, and with me, as always, is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, Captain Cream Pie himself, Ryan Murphy. How's it going, it's Ryan? Good. It's good. <laughs> a little callback to last <laughs> Yeah, episode. no, I expected that one. I think that's why you brought it up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. Yeah. We, we might uh, we might adjust. It may it may just be a one and done. Maybe some titles, you know, ebb and flow uh, like the rain, is an expression that people say. Is it? Mm, yeah. It is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we are. And uh, can't can't forget about this. We are on the road to episode thirty, the death match episode. I've said it many times, or at least two. Uh, this is going to be the run of episodes that I think really solidify uh, who we are, what we are, and and the the hard mark train is just going to keep rolling on. It's it's a steam steam engine going down the tracks. John Henry's hammer. What episode are we on today? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm so glad that you asked. Mm-hmm. This is episode twenty three. Twenty three. That's right. Special significance: the number of Michael Jordan. Nice. This, that has not, no bearing in this episode at all. But I, it <laughs> yeah. sprung to mind. It's episode 23. And one thing, actually, that I did want to mention, because I'm bad at this, but uh, I'm going to start being good at it. So it's important, I think, scientifically, I, I think it's important that we kind of establish kind of where we are in the timeline, uh, where the different rankings are, et cetera. So just so everybody's kind of on the same page, um, we have so far, even though this is episode 23, we have officially watched 27 matches. Because of the five that we watched in one episode? Be- uh, I detected a <clears throat> little bit of hostility in that sentence, but I'm going to ignore it. But yes, because of uh, episode 20, Lightning Round, everyone's favorite episode. A lot of good feedback off of that one. Ryan loved it. And you like insisted that we sit down here and watch <laughs> five episodes. Five matches. Five matches. But they were short. They were like two or yeah. three minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. We had to do an analysis on each one. Yeah. Yeah. Our eyeballs were sweaty. Yes. Is there anything else you want to say about episode 20 or are no, you done? I'm good. I'm okay. Just... I'm just glad you got it all worked mm-hmm. out. But uh, 27 matches so far. So we got 27 matches. Ryan's win-loss, as it stands right now, is 15 wins, 12 losses. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, especially when you consider how bad you did initially like after those first like 10 episodes or so like you were real real low you've stormed back it's quite an impressive feat a good learner <laughs> you're picking great, up great fast. student of the game student of the game uh, uh professor doctor yeah. of pro wrestling ryan murphy here with us today as always but that is a 55 percent winning percentage he is on a one match winning streak so that is kind of just setting expectations, letting everybody know where we're at uh, going into this week's episode, episode 23. One thing actually I wanted to talk to you about last episode that I it totally slipped my mind. So last episode, 
was, do you remember? The ladder match? Yeah, it was the ladder match. <laughs> is that exactly. what you, yeah. Yes, yeah. it was the ladder match. How could I forget? Which, how could I forget about this? The new number one. Yeah. No longer is Shingo versus Osprey the number one match as it had been ever since episode two. We now have a new number one match. I'm very, very excited about that. I'm just surprised that match isn't like more renowned. Like people don't come like what, the what? ladder match. Yeah. What do you mean? Like I've never heard of that match. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> what do you mean you've you've how, never heard of any match? How? But that match seems like something you would hear about. Like your friends would like play this on like a YouTube clip <laughs> or something. Like how does that not get picked up? Well, by you, even non wrestling. I okay. I appreciate your enthusiasm and I really really dig it, but. Are you part of the solution or are you part of the problem? Because have you told anyone about that match since you watched it? I haven't had the chance because it's Corona, Eric. All right. But, okay, uh, you know, post-Corona, that'll be, I'll be spreading the the, the word about okay. that match. Yeah. Noted. Okay. It, yeah. I mean, in wrestling circles, it was pretty a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, it, I would say that there are other matches since then that have surpassed it in terms of notoriety, but it's... Very, very well regarded in wrestling circles um, overall. Yeah, just, as it should be. Yeah, but but as far as why, you know, they didn't have an MTV award named after that match, great question. Yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, someday we'll find out. But um, so one thing that happened in that match was towards the very beginning, Razor Ramon with the, you know, dripping in gold, dripping in mm. machismo, chico. He uh, went underneath a ladder because he's, you know... Fucking cool and a badass. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Are you superstitious? Do you have any superstitions? Like, or, or yes. Have you? Like, yeah, but I like I'm also like too lazy to follow through <laughs> on some of the superstitions. But I am superstitious, so. Um, yeah. Give me an example. Oh, I. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was more like OCD that like. <laughs> Like I, yeah, that's a that's a big difference. Well, I'm just saying, like stuff. I, like I, I okay. Like you, baseball players are pretty superstitious. I played baseball. Like you don't hop over like the white line, the third base line. Going, to, you you do not like step on that. Wait, what? <clears throat> Pitchers leave the mound after mm-hmm. an inning. You hop over the third base line. Oh, yeah. You don't touch the chalk. Interesting. Yeah, but you can t- touch the chalk on any other line. Well, it's just like going back to the dugout. You'll see it a lot. Like if they just hop after an inning, they'll just hop over it. And that was kind of a thing. I don't know. Like I think especially with baseball, the way that sports played, you're, there's definitely a lot of super. And I played it as a kid. So I got, you know. So you, some, you did the, the third base thing. I didn't touch the chalk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, as I got, I, you know, if I stuff like that, like I just I, I think I'm too lazy to pay attention to or keep paying attention to now. But um uh, I do. I, I get the like, oh, I did that. Now I'm off like feeling like, you know, so. <laughs> OK. Yeah. yeah. I remember as a child not uh, stepping on cracks. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping on lines between uh, paved services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that this quite applies, but I remember um, when I was a little bit older, not too, maybe like 10, uh, Charles Barkley would wear a rubber band as a bracelet I started also wearing a rubber band as a bracelet, but uh, I don't know if that was for superstitious <laughs> reasons. I don't think that it, he, he... It was just cool. Have, like, right. It was yeah. just a fucking cool ass thing. Like, yeah. oh, look at that fucking rubber band. What mm-hmm, a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may have been wearing it for superstitious reasons, but I, I did not. I had a Livestrong band when I was like 19. 
Okay. I wore it for probably like two years. I thought it was just like the coolest. I thought it looked it so was. nice on my on my arm. I just like until it broke. I think it's why I stopped <laughs> wearing it. So I mean, you you were part of the movement. Uh, I'd say, what would you estimate? Like of people your age, had it had to be like I don't know, fifteen twenty percent of people that had a Livestrong bracelet. Oh, it was it a was, significant number. It was, yeah. That's not a you know an uncommon. Yeah, they, gi- they gave him out at work because you know I worked at a gym, so I, I grabbed it, never let go, and then it broke, and I never. You worked at a gym. Is this after lifeguarding, or is this part? Well, of I mean, that was yeah, it was part of. I mean, oh, so you why. were you were oh okay, so you were a gym lifeguard. I I would just say lifeguard. Well, I mean, <clears throat> when every time I didn't see, maybe you told me this. Sometimes when I go back to the previous episodes, <laughs> I hear things that I don't know why I didn't drill down on them deeper. Uh-huh. Like, for example, you told me at one point that your sister gave you cornrows. And, like, I was shocked hearing that back. I was like, why has that not <laughs> been something that has been brought up every single episode since? Yeah, well, you did ask me for pictures later. I asked you for pictures. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, the same thing with you getting hit by a car. It took me forever to circle back around and be mm-hmm. like, Ryan got hit by a goddamn car. That's amazing. Yeah. But every time you've said you've referenced this lifeguard job, I had always, like, in my mind. I think I was, like, on the beaches of California. I mean, I think initially I thought beach, (laughs) but eventually I kind of settled into, like, public pool. I imagine. What's a public pool? Is it indoor? (laughs) Does it make a difference? It does for my headcanon. Was it an indoor pool? Yes, mostly indoors. (laughs) Because, like, I learned to swim in an indoor pool, and yeah. I'm just thinking about the idea of a lifeguard. Did you being... feel safer when knowing there was a lifeguard there to stop you from... No, the 65-year-old <laughs> woman giving me lessons was very accommodating. I think she, she could have probably saved me. Had any... Margaret? Yes. Had anything gone awry, I would have been okay. But it's, it is... I never thought of an indoor pool having a lifeguard before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do... How... Okay. And I know it's been a while. I mean, we're talking, like... Over ten years, you're a it's 30, not that long ago. You're a thirty year old man. Yeah, well, it's you know, you're practically a gray bush over here. A couple I did of old it in men. my twenties. You know, I just turned thirty. You know, not that long ago. <laughs> did you just walk on as a lifeguard, or do you have to like work your way up the YMCA ranks to get to the position of lifeguard? There is so much intensive training. Okay, that you have to go through. Is this bullshit? And this then... sounds like Ryan bullshit. <laughs> okay. There's a little bit of training that you have to go through. Yes. Um, but yes, you have to. I would say that the the swimming portion of it is pretty rigorous. Like, oh, I, 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 would, not, I would not, say so. I would say you're you being defensive. Pick, I'm, well, not, I'm not being defensive. There's a when you ju- <laughs> we had to go jump in like a 12 foot pool and someone wrestled us at the bottom. We had to be able to get out of that get back to the top. Wait, wait not not wait, wrestle. Wait. Okay, not wrestle. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> saying the wrong thing. They they. So when someone's drowning, yeah. they will latch on to anything and yeah. try to pull you down. Okay, sure. Right. So we had well, to pull fight that. Up, but yes. yes. And get them back up <laughs> to the top while also getting ourselves released from that that person who's trying to who's drowning. Sure. Yeah. So yes. <clears throat> what do you I mean, do you respect that? <laughs> I wish, I wish, listeners, Markomaniacs, I wish so hard that you were in this room looking at dead at Ryan's face as he just stared at me stone cold. 
do you respect that? Like, he was just so passionate. I don't... Dis- at no point did I disrespect any of this. I had always you, just... I think you did, though. You- <laughs> it was not my intent. Okay. But you didn't answer my original question, which was, did you... When you when you first became a YMCA employee, did you... Were you instantly hired on as a lifeguard, or did you have to work your way up to being a lifeguard? I was hired on as a lifeguard. Is that common? I mean, I went through their training program okay. so i had you know after extensive interviews <laughs> i i can see that a lot of a lot of uh, referrals etc yeah a lot of wrestling at the bottom of a pool yeah in 12 feet of water yeah so how long did you do it for how long was i lifeguard yeah mm, like three years i think i think i started when i was 19 and wow when i was 22 i stopped did you were you doing it exclusively that whole time or just I was a swim instructor too? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's where you met the vivacious Greta. Famous, was yeah. Famous for her hard yeah. rock appearances. Uh, yep. She was she's lifeguard too. One time I we did these drills where like we laid silhouettes down at the bottom of the pool. And what does that mean? So like it basically meant like you had to do this so that you knew that like the lifeguard was paying attention to oh. what was going on. So we would lay silhouettes, and I I told her that. We, I was going to be laying a silhouette and I, I'm sure she would have gotten it anyway, but like I, I could miss that any day. Like I, I sure. very rarely paid attention. Right. Uh, you were I think on some of my spot checks, they were like, what the fuck? Like, why are you not even looking at the, I'm just like off of my own. So you assumed that she was as bad at her job. Exactly. I did. And I told her and then, you know, um, she bought me like five Gatorades. That, that was her like, thanks. <laughs> I, don't, I just, I, she bought me like a backpack full of like drinks. Right. Um, as a thank you for letting her know. And she still even had to jump in the pool and get it. So, so when you say laying down a silhouette, what is this? Because I know what a silhouette is, but it's like, like a weighted, like it, it's in the shape of a body and oh. you just drop it and it lays out and then it okay. sits on the bottom of the pool and you have to clear the pool and jump in and get this. So you can't even just say it's there. You have to like jump in and go get it. It's kind of obnoxious. Interesting. Yeah. What a what a fascinating yeah. world that would have been. I was also a senior lifeguard. Just, just what you were a senior I was life- senior lifeguard. Just oh, like a promotion. Respect the title. Mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, is that still on your resume today? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it, I, if if it's not today, I did carry it for a long time, and I made sure that was on there, like sure. senior. Senior. Um, but respect the title. I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to look and see. I, it's been. I mean, not that long, but like 10 years. Yeah, I mean, you're a 30-year-old man. We've established <laughs> yeah, that. So. Um, so no other – I don't even remember how we got off on that tangent. So no other superstitions that oh. you can think of uh, in your day-to-day life as it stands right now today. As a kid, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, as a kid, there would be points where I would uh, – and I don't know if this is su- – eh, maybe it is. I'll let the, I'll let the listeners decide. Uh, I would leap into bed. I would never walk up to my bed and then like climb in because I didn't want whatever happened to be lurking underneath, underneath my bed to like grab my legs. So that's, I would that's jump. A su- that's superstition, I, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's a fair. We're letting the listeners decide, but I appreciate you, your input. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's well, not we'll a, it's not a few it a to survey? dictate. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's an important <laughs> okay. survey. Uh, but like that was one thing I did. Yeah, I like off the top of my head. I'm trying. I like in general. I think I am a superstitious person, but I, I can't really like because I just don't. Do you do anything when you see like eleven eleven on an oven no. or something? Isn't that a thing? Maybe I'm pretty sure it is. But again, I just don't follow it. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't have time for this. Can't be like, bothered. 
too busy, too rich and important. I get it. I get it. I do not. I could never hate on someone who's superstitious, but I just, I can't anymore. I had more time for it when I was a kid, I think. <laughs> well, don't we all? Don't we all yeah. have, have time for that? I mean, how look how good that superstition paid off for you. got hit by a car. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Before... <laughs> Got an N64 out of it. Can't complain too much. Mm-hmm. Before we start talking about our match here today, there's one other thing. And this, and I think our listenership, not to be presumptuous, we do appreciate all of our uh, intercontinental, international, inner region, whatever. People in the United States, people outside of the United States. We, we love everybody. But this is going to be something that's probably a little bit more geared towards the regional aspect, the Seattle area. Mm. Question for you. I don't know if this is going to be all that interesting, but it was something that came up recently and I wanted to pick your brain about it. Uh, Dick's Drive-In. Yeah. What's your order? Mm, I don't really do Dick's. Um, is because of the cheese and the Yeah, they don't, they don't customize their, like, their burgers. They do now, don't, no, don't they? Yeah. Maybe, I but it, but I, I at least that was the idea. Okay, Dick's in my time, my twenty-one year old. Sure, I don't really spend a lot of time down in Seattle either. So, well, now they have it in Edmonds. You know, that's uh... it's true. Yeah, I I don't. I'm sure they're very very good, but like if I can't customize, I'm not going to eat their burgers. It's not going to be good for me. So, I, I think I Is had this Dick's a cheese like, problem. It's a mayonnaise mostly. So the cheeseburger doesn't have mayonnaise. Okay, the hamburger. <laughs> I've never had a Dick's hamburger. So I don't like cheese on my burgers anyway. So if a regular burger had mayonnaise on it, which I assume it does, like if it didn't, then I would totally, I can even do ketchup and like mustard and like, you know, like the McDonald's little onions. That's fine. Sure. Well, yeah, because, well, I mean, without those things, then it would just but be I, well, bread and meat. <laughs> what I'm saying is there's a reason I didn't like do Dick's. I think there was mayonnaise on it. Like, okay. And they wouldn't customize it. I've had Dick's before a long time ago, but sure. I probably haven't had it in 10 years. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, same thing with like In and Out too. Like I know this is like a local thing, but I'm just sure. Like, but no, 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 I I also like I I their whole thing is like this fucking burger. It's like animal style. That's what you want to get, and like it's just it's too much shit on a burger. Like I just want to like <laughs> just make the burger itself good. I don't need all these extra like toppings and like. I'm gonna say something very controversial. Mm-hmm. I do think that In and Out burgers are better than Dick's burgers. I I think that Dick's fries, I think that In-N-Out fries are the worst fries in the history of fast food. Oh, really? Their fries are garbage fries. Because they're just so, like you, so as you mentioned, animal style, that's an option uh, where they just basically slather it in like Thousand Island and yeah, a bunch of onions yep. and shit like that. Uh, I don't really like onions all that much. So mm. for me, animal style is not super appealing. Yeah. So for me, I'll just get like a double-double, so two patties two slices of cheese it's fine uh and then i'll also get um the just regular fries or just don't worry about the fries because they're so dry and shitty i've never had them so i don't know like i get i understand the fry art there's places that have shitty fries and places that so i don't know like maybe i maybe i'll go there and try their fries sometime i go you know yeah, I mean, you are a world traveler. Even even in a pandemic, nothing can keep all Ryan down. <laughs> it's Sacramento, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but oh yeah, I'll remember that when I go back down there and okay. try their fries. Try, try it, try it out. But yeah, their burgers I think are very good. Um, fries are bad. As far as Dicks, I am a a double not I am a two cheeseburger man. So a lot of people are kind of about the deluxe or the special. I'm a two cheeseburger man. And then depending on my hunger level, maybe a fry, maybe a shake. Can you customize it there? Dicks? Yeah. I thought you already 
No, if you can, if you can tell me that you can, I will go down to Edmonds and I will get a Dick's Burger tonight. Oh, God. And, and What about and, your turkey meatballs, It's Ryan? fine. I'll go to Dick's instead. You already... <laughs> <laughs> Their FAQ says that they don't? Fucking... Oh, yeah. See? Why can't you do a special order? Da, 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 da. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. I could have sworn the last time I did. I, I will keep that in mind the next time I go, but it looks like the answer is no. I mean, good on them. You know, they have they have a style, and that's how they do it, mm-hmm. and it's worked for them. Yeah. And fuck anybody who doesn't like, <laughs> you know, mayonnaise and cheese on their burgers. Like, sure. that, that's, it seems it's fine. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, last thing I want to say, and this is actually going to be sort of our segue into our match here today, Ryan. Um, you don't wear contact lenses, do you? No. You don't have any weird eye stuff or anything like that? Um, I, I think I should wear glasses, but I don't. Okay. Have you uh, always needed to wear glasses or no. is this a 30-year-old man Ryan thing? No, I... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, had, I had an eye injury when I was like 13. Okay. Um, Sports? Bicycling? No, like a pellet gun. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> um, a pellet gun. Yeah, airsoft it's gun, not, airsoft gun injury. And it's like fucking Christmas story. Yeah, it was not. So anyway, anyway, what happened is like I, I sustained that injury, and then no, 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 no. You are not I, getting out of this that easy. I basically at the time, this is, I pretty much shot myself in the <laughs> eye with an with an airsoft gun. <laughs> what? I'm a little surprised this hasn't been brought. I figured. <laughs> Did you shoot yourself in the eye with an airsoft it's, gun? It's it's a little embarrassing. It's a, you know, but uh-huh. uh, you know, I that's what I did. Um, I well, no, but how? Yeah, I like I <laughs> for some reason like we you know we were wearing like we wore gla- like goggles and glasses you know to like protect sure. our eyes. Yeah, just, that like, makes you know, sense. Who, who are you with? Just friends. Okay. Yeah. Other shit at my house. Kids. At my house. Yeah. Okay. Like other. Yeah. We had like four people over there, just like out in the yard. We had a big yard. Like. Yeah. Your your airsoft gun. My airsoft gun, and I and I tried to. I was looking to see like how exactly the pellet entered the chamber. Oh no! You and dumb I, idiot. <laughs> And it, you know, like I, I, I could partially see it because it was a clear gun, but I, I thought I had control of it, and I, and I did, yeah, I did. I, I looked, <laughs> not even like all the way down, but enough that I got into, you know, a, a spot where it, I let go of it, and it. You Elmer fudded yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So. So wait, So you hit yourself in the eye. I did. I did. Jesus. Like right, like dead. Shot right in the eye. Okay. Uh, I I had to tell my mom, and I didn't want to tell her that because my mom had always been like, (laughs) "You'll shoot your eye." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Um, and I I just told her that like you know we were playing and my glasses fell off and I got shot in the eye. Hold on, everything that you're talking about with this story sounds exactly like Christmas Story. (laughs) Oh, uh, oh, is that a movie? What the fuck? Movie? You were like it's a it's a Christmas story. It's like a, that you get to hear no! this. Oh, not like a parent. The, the okay, yeah, I don't know. No, I yeah, I. Um, Have you never seen Christmas Story? No, I don't think. Well, you've uh, never even heard of. Did he go out with like his crazy uncle or something? <laughs> no, it's like a kid. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think so. Okay, well, no, I, uh, it's like a it's like takes place in the fifties. It's a little kid named Ralphie's wearing glasses, mm-hmm. and all he wants for Christmas is a Red Ryder, uh single mm-hmm. shot BB gun. Yeah. Da 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 da. And like he's just pleading with his mom, pleading with his mom, and like 
everyone that he writes, like he writes his t-shirts and they're just like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And then he goes to Santa at the mall and he's like, Santa, I want a Red Ryder BB gun with full stock, blah, 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 blah. And then Santa's like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And then he finally fucking gets it and guess what happens? He shoots himself in the fucking eye yeah. and his glasses fall off and fall to the ground and then he goes in crying to his mom and he has oh. to lie about what happened. Yeah, I mean, at least he had glasses. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yes, I had to go tell my mom. I mean... If you start talking about how you started drinking Ovaltine, I'm calling bullshit on this whole fucking story. <laughs> no, uh, it really happened, unfortunately. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. So you made up. A, what is this? What's, is it, I just, I if just your told, mom is listening to this, is yeah. this going to be her finding out for the first time? What oh no, she happened? she she knew, but she didn't know for a while. I think she. My mom was always new when I was lying. Like she she always did. Like I could maybe get one past my dad. <laughs> my mom always like knew I was lying or when I was. She just knew and. Yeah. She didn't push me on the issue. She's like, okay. And like, we went to, you know, the hospital. Yeah. Uh, cause I couldn't see anymore. Like, it started like slowly, like, it was almost like a foggy, like, oh, you know. No. And so. So, what was the story you gave her? What was the excuse? I told her I just like took off my glasses and accidentally got shot by someone, like, as I had my glasses down. Like, and we were just <laughs> playing and I had taken them off for a shot second. Shot by someone. Yeah. Something, I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so we went to like the walking clinic and I, you know, the, then I had to go to the hospital. And, um, they just like, it didn't actually hit like anything that okay. could do like lasting damage. It sure. just was like a temporary cause I was bleeding <laughs> like not out of my eye, but like internally, you know, like, it, Oh, you were internally bleeding. Like my eye. Uh, yeah. Like, it, yeah. Shit, so like, b- so that was what was like, that was my field of vision was getting blurry because of that. Uh, and then like, yeah, the next day I was off school for like a week after that, which is nice. <laughs> Played like Tony Hawk a lot. That. <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh my god how have, how have we gone 23 fucking episodes and we've never talked about this i'm a little before. surprised it didn't come up at any point like it's not like a that that's because a, you have so many fascinating stories ryan yeah anyway that's what happened uh but so i but i re- my 2020 vi- i have always had 2020 vision and yeah. it like it was i had 2020 vision they tested it right after and then like i think it's like slowly after like years it's got it's like it's like 20 30 it's not bad it's just sure you do know. your parents wear glasses now my dad does, yeah. Okay. My dad also got a dart in his eye. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. When he was like seventeen, he also like had this. He had to wear like an eye patch. So did I actually for a little. I also got a sticker bush in my eye when I was like second grade. That wasn't as good of a story, but I had to wear an eye patch then too. You got a sticker bush in your eye. I got a sticker bush in my. Eye. That one was just like in the woods, like we were playing, and like I, I like you know how you push sticker bushes away and sure. got. Fun and, back and right in the oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was that's a, horrible. So like you're driving injuries, people like, away from, they're shutting <laughs> this podcast off in fucking droves right now. I you know, I'm not going into the details, I just seen all that. <laughs> uh yeah, so I don't have anything remotely close to any of those experiences. I got LASIK. That's my story. Oh, you did? I mean, this was a while ago, but yeah. Oh, credit got it. She was really happy with it. I it's the best investment I've ever made. That's what she said. It's <laughs> the fucking I I I wore, when did I get glasses? I got glasses when I was in like fifth grade, something like that. Maybe fourth, fourth or fifth grade, something like that. And so like I've always had to wear glasses. And then in high school, I got contact lenses. And like contact lenses are just the worst. I imagine. I don't like putting stuff in my eyes, so. I mean, you kind of, you have to get, I mean, if you're going to do it, you have to get used to it. But just the idea of like, I can't fall asleep until I take these things out. This is going to really suck in the morning. One time I wore them too many times in a row. Like I slept with them like two or three days and then I got like an infection in my eye and I couldn't wear contact lenses. I thought I was just permanently could never wear them again. It just turned out that maybe six months later I was able to again. 
Uh, but yeah. What happens to them? I know that's a thing, but like what, like if you just keep wearing them, do they just like stick to your eye? Like, yeah, your eye like dries out and it becomes like adhesed to it. You just have to. Contact lenses, I think, are one of the weirdest inventions that we've ever, like they've made these things that like sit on your fucking eyeball and they, they, they work. They make you see, but it's just like, how fucking crazy is that? Like that they made this and it's like fine to just put things in your eye. Like it is weird. I, I guess I never stopped to actually think about it yeah, in that, in that respect. Like yeah. glasses I get, but like contact lenses, like <laughs> that's a fucking crazy thing. It is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so when was this? Maybe like five or six years ago? Yeah. I got LASIK, um, mm. pretty quick. Yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> uncomfortable, like in the exact moment. But then after a day or two, I was fine. I took, I took Greta. To, she got this like a couple months ago. I oh. took her. Oh, get, like so she just got it. She done. just got it. Yeah. Okay. I took her to get it. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go like drive around Bellevue because like I'm out. I don't know. Like I'll go to the water or something. <laughs> like, okay. Like before I could even like get to fucking Bellevue, she like called me. She's like, I'm done. Yeah. And then I like came back like, and no she time. was like, holy shit, this is fucking like pretty cool. And then, then like, like an hour later, she's like, oh, fuck, I'm in like a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> but they gave her a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And then she woke up and she was like kind of fine. And then she like was after that, she was like, this is the best thing that's fucking ever happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it was like a whole like experience. Like how first of all, how fucking quick that she, I didn't even get to go to Bellevue. <laughs> um, and it was in Bellevue where she was like, cool. All right. But yeah, that's uh, that's eye stuff. Do you, do you have any inkling on why I'm asking you about eyeballs and, and eyes? Oh, someone they Jab them in the match. Jab them in the... We actually have seen yeah. uh, that one match between... It's disgusting. Like Lawler and Funk, where Funk was trying to stab Lawler's eye, but then Lawler kicked Terry Funk, and then he stabbed himself in the eye. Remember, he's going, uh, my eye, Lawler, my eye! Like, all that shit. God. But uh, we're not going to watch that a match again. We've already seen it. It's already mm. ranked. The science says that that match is number 17 <laughs> out of 27 of the greatest yeah. matches of all yeah. time. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing up all these things is because today, Ryan, we're going to be watching a blindfold match. Oh, they, yeah. they can't see? So, yes, the idea is that both men are wearing blindfolds, wearing these hoods, so they're blind, quote-unquote, whatever you want to, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll look at it just on the surface level. They're both blinded, they can't see anything, uh, so they're competing in a match. The rules are the same as they would be for any other match, except for they're both wearing blindfolds. Interesting. That's a yeah. We'll I like that. I like I like when you th- you throw a fucking ladder in there. You throw a blindfold. <laughs> like you know, I like it. I like it. To my knowledge, there has never been a blindfold ladder match. But hey, oh shit! If anyone's ever listening, if anyone's listening here, you're yeah. in charge of creative for WWE, uh, AEW, whatever the case may be. Give us a call. I've yeah. got a lot of really <laughs> unconventional ideas for everybody. But before we, I have a really quick tangent. Related to the match, sort of, but it's not directly about this match, if that makes any sense. Okay. So you remember one of our biggest arguments that we've ever had on this show so far. Uh, We had multiple on episode 20, the one that you referenced earlier. Uh. But one of our biggest arguments was about the match between... Uh, Pistol Pez Watley versus Ravishing Rick Rude. Do you so re- during that episode? It was during episode 20? Yes. Okay. I do remember like... That was the one with the guy who was like gyrating Over and, he, the, and he kissed the woman. Yeah, yeah. And I, You love that match? That match is the greatest match of all time, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably number one. Was it ranked? Uh, let's see where you put it scientifically. <laughs> you put that match uh, 18. Oh, 18. Right? 18. Oh. But anyway... <laughs> So you and I had a disagreement of mm. sorts about the the woman. Okay. 
about whether or not she was a, <laughs> I was about to say legitimate woman, whether or not she was like a plant or if they grabbed her from the crowd or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I wanted to let you know, and this does sort of tie into our story here today or match, um, that I did actually get some information around it. Oh. It turns out we're both correct. What the, that's the best type of correct. When both people yeah. are correct, mm-hmm. I think. How so? As we've learned through <laughs> political discourse, when both parties are correct, then yeah. everything's good. Um, <laughs> so about 50% of the women that they would use for this, 50% were plants, people they would just bring in. Other, they would like scope out in the stands and like basically to have an usher and be like, hey, do you want to participate in the show? We'll like pay you. But I said she was a plant, right? Yes. I think you yeah. were on the side of the plant. Yeah. I was like, I was on the side of, I think... Maybe not all, but a good portion of them are, are okay. legitimate fans. So it sounds like some of the time they were, some of the time they weren't, is the is the short version. Uh, the reason I'm bringing all this up here today, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude is not in the match that we're watching, but there was a story that I heard recently. Uh, I can't remember if I had heard it before or not, but it, it came upon my radar in the past week or two. So there was uh, a woman backstage who was, dating's probably too strong of a word. <laughs> <laughs> she was affiliated with a man by the name of Jake the Snake Roberts, who we have also seen in the Hardmark podcast. He was also featured in episode 20. He was the <laughs> guy with the snake. Oh, the snake match. <laughs> <laughs> fucking snake match, yeah. Yeah, the, the fucking mm. snake match. Yeah. Uh, currently ranked at <laughs> number 11. Yeah, see all. Yeah, so mm. pretty pretty highly highly ranked there. But um, So the reason I bring this up, there's a woman backstage. She's with Jake. Even though he's married, it's his, you know, road girlfriend, let's let's just say. Rick Rude doesn't know that. So Rick Rude spots this woman backstage and is like, hey, her. I want her for the, the Rude Awakening deal uh, that we're going to do tonight. And so the officials approach her and be like, hey, would you be interested in doing, you know, blah, 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 blah. She goes back and she talks to Jake. She's like, Jake, they, they want me to do this. This is bullshit. Like, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, no, 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 do it. That's $300 we can use for cocaine. Do Jesus it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> this is all he's told. Jake the Snake has told this story. So I'm not doing anyone. I'm not outing anybody. He has been very forthcoming about this story. So anyway, uh, he's like, yeah, do it for the $300. You can pay for blood. That's tonight. all they paid her? I believe so. $300? She's already there. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> or, or you can not get $300. Which one would you take? You get kissed by the <laughs> handsomest man in the world, get $300, or just... Fuck off. Did they provide the cocaine too? Like, I mean, like, go ahead and get, I mean. That was a side hustle. That was a side deal. But, uh, and then apparently Jake, who, Jake could be a little dark at times. Both in real life and his character, which we will uh, see a little bit more of here today. But uh, Jake, with his his significant other, well, his lady friend, uh, he decides he's going to give Ravishing Rick Rude, a little present. And so he leads this woman out to the parking lot. Uh, they both get in his car. He unzips his pants. And you can imagine uh, where that leads from there. Okay. And so he instructs this young lady, uh, hold some in your mouth. And when it's time for the Rude Awakening, tell him it was from me. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> This is like quite the backstory, very elaborate. Like, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. And so hmm. it happened, mm-hmm. and I, I, I find it very hard to believe that she was storing up everything. And I'm trying not to be too graphic here, but I, 
supposedly she at least let Rick know, hey, this is from Jake. And, you know, maybe there's some flavor. I don't know. Did they did they kiss? Who? The during the event where he was doing his thing. I mean, this clip that we saw was not this story. Oh, okay. He would do that after every (laughs) single match. Okay, so this is a separate. I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they always kissed, and like it was a known thing. We're like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna make out some random girl in the middle of the ring. Jesus. And so Jake knew, like, oh, okay, he's gonna make out with her. I'm gonna give him a little present, and then you know the, the little. Fellatio happened, and uh, Cogito ergo some. I'm just I'm wondering how <laughs> it doesn't like cross into like these people like in real life like fuck with each other like that. Like <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus. When you're on the <laughs> that's road, not like a, that's not like a you can't stage that. That is uh, <laughs> when you're that is on a the real road, thing happening. Three hundred days a year, you mm. get real fucking stir crazy. Yeah. especially when you introduce like drugs into the mix and you're not thinking super clearly yeah sure sure yeah so they call that in the wrestling business they call that a rib jesus a rib that's a pretty stiff rib yeah yeah i mean people don't like it when you like spit on them but like you know that like yeah i don't think ravishing rick rude was all too happy about it i don't it it sounded like they didn't get in a fist fight somehow because rick rude was known for having a short fucking temper yeah but uh, somehow Jake did not get killed out of it. But yeah, that's mm, okay. Yeah, so so there you go. But that was a little bit of a Jake story before our match here today. So Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be competing in the match that we're watching. Okay. The blowjob thing has no real bearing on it, but I just <laughs> good story. It was a yeah, fun little story yeah. to to set the stage for today. All right. So uh, Jake the Snake, I think. So we saw a match of his, which again, ranked number 11 out of 27 at the moment. One of the, I'm just going to play a quick interview for you from Jake the Snake. Uh, I'm going to just going to play. He, so he is known as one of the greatest interviews of all time. And when you think wrestling interviews, you probably, most people would jump to say like a Ric Flair or a Hulk Hogan, somebody who's doing a lot of yelling and screaming and stuff like that, which You know, those are very good interview people in the world of wrestling. But Jake was different. He was very quiet. He was very methodical. Um, He was very cerebral in his his interviews and his promos. And it stood out against everybody else just because of how different he was. Mm. Uh, So I'm going to play you an interview. This is not for the match that we're watching, but I think this is a really good introduction of the character Jake the Snake Roberts. This is going to be an interview that he did... Uh, before a match at a previous WrestleMania against the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, where he had stolen the Million Dollar Man's Million Dollar Championship belt, and he uh, put it in the bag with his snake, Damien. Jake the Snake Roberts, the match is at hand. Well, well, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line. Namely, the million-dollar belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget. We remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them, you humbled them, and you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. 
I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate <laughs> that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. Sounds like uh, something you'd see on like CNN or Fox at this point. <laughs> what, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? I mean, it was, it was, he was, he was controlled. Yes. Spoke very passionately. Yes. Um, and he made a statement like. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he made a, that's true. All, uh, all very factual statements. I, Jake the Snake was one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah. I loved Jake the Snake Roberts. He was probably one of my top five. I mean, I had to put Hulk Hogan in there. Jake the Snake. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who we'll see in the next couple of episodes or so. But yeah, I I love Jake. I think, like, granted, that's like a character that he's playing, but I don't think it's too far away from his real life. He could have, if if things had gone differently for Jake, I think he could have been a phenomenal fucking actor. Like, sometimes I watch his interviews and I just think, like, what a fucking great, just convincing character he's mm -hmm. playing in that, like you 100% believe everything he's saying and that he buys into it. Hey, he's not too riled up. Like, yeah, he's just. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, you seem nonplussed about this interview. Am I am I overstating this? No, I think you're right. I think it's different. Like, it's different than the like the style that we saw like sure. la like last last time we were. On. But it's, it's not going to turn as many heads as say a Ric Flair. That's no, I like it. I like he's composed. Like he's composed when he does this. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> and he, and, but I think like if I just heard this like interview without actually seeing him, mm -hmm. I'd be like, this is kind of a normal like you know, like nowadays it's kind of a normal like interview. But like if you look at him while you're watching this, he's like fucking like. I mean, he's, he's got the mullet, he's got the mustache, he's a his shirt off, he's like, I mean, like, so that makes the, like, yeah, that's kind of... He does have a look about him. Yeah. So, so again, that's just, so the reason I'm playing that is because there's not really, like, a classic, amazing Jake the Snake Roberts promo for the match that we're going to be watching here today. So that's kind of the closest sort of approximation that we could have. But uh, since the last time that we saw Jake the Snake Roberts, back in episode 20... Uh, Jake has slowly shifted into a good guy. So when we saw him last time, he was just kind of a evil, um, sneaky bad guy. Uh, he put the snake on top of uh, leaping Lanny Poffa, mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. threw out frisbees to the crowd that had poems written on them. I don't know why he did these things, but he did them. Fun fact, leaping Lanny Poffo is the brother of Macho Man Randy Savage. Neither here nor there. Just It's fun, though. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun to tie things yeah. together. <laughs> Uh, he's this dark, mysterious, badass good guy, uh, but he's a good guy that would use his snake to get in the heads of his opponents. So just like what we saw in that first match of his, he's still bringing his snake Damien, which is a, a large boa constrictor out to the ring with them. And usually when he wins his matches, he will then drape the snake over his opponent. <laughs> it's just, it's a, that's a scary thing. <laughs> like to drape uh -huh. a snake. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's not my ideal day at the office, no. but, uh, you know, some yeah. people might be into it. I imagine they get a nice little, you know, 300 buck kickback or something for it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Blow <laughs> cocaine after. Yeah. yeah, that's more blow for them. So 
that's just a little bit of background about him. So kind of building up to the match that we're watching here today. So eventually, Jake the Snake would find himself having an interview scheduled on a show called The Brother Love Show. So The Brother Love Show... Uh, Brother Love was a non-wrestling character. Not brotherly love. Not brotherly love. Brother Love. Gotcha. Which we've actually seen Brother Love. He was the manager of The Undertaker way back in episode 10. Okay. Uh, you may not recognize him. You, you probably don't remember. No, I know. Who he is. I know exactly. No, you don't. Anyway, okay. he, wears, he wears a white suit and he, his face is entirely red. Like oh. He paints his face red. We'll talk about him. Uh, anyway, uh, so Brother Love, this character was a parody of televangelists that were all over 1980s TV. So they were everywhere. They'd be shouting. Like oftentimes their face would turn red from all the shouting they were doing. They so look like that. Even redder than that yeah, somehow, yeah, if you even. can imagine it. Uh, so Brother Love, the, the key difference between this character Brother Love on WWF TV versus like a real life televangelist is that Brother Love never mentioned God. He never mentioned the Bible. He only would mention uh, the power of love and the book of love. So it was like very, very heavily leaning into those things, but not to like overtly piss people off. It was never about God or Jesus or anything like that. That makes See, sense. Like an atheist, just like I don't what, care. like the human, like the real guy. Yeah, you mean? or like yeah, I mean, I think he actually is. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it's kind of a funny thing if he's like. A <laughs> I think he was an yeah. a- is an atheist. Um, yeah. But no, he the the guy who played Brother Love is from like Texas, and so I think mm, he grew yeah, up probably. seeing a lot of like evangelists and sort of sort of tapped into that background when creating the character. Um, so he was this bad guy character. He hosted a reoccurring interview segment on WWF TV called The Brother Love Show. On this show, he would always kiss up to the bad guys, and he would be a smarmy asshole to the good guys. Pretty basic uh, pro wrestling stuff. So on the show that Jake Roberts was set to appear on, Brother Love had another guest on before Jake the Snake. Uh, his name, he's a bad guy wrestler, Rick the Model Martell. You can guess, cocky, handsome asshole. Yeah. We love that character here on the Hardmark Podcast. He's the third cocky asshole. Oh, the third? Well, I mean, <laughs> handsome guy. Handsome okay. guy character. So we've seen uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Last episode, we saw the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and now we're seeing Rick the Model Mar- to Martell. Guys who know how good-looking they are, and they're not afraid to talk yeah. about it, just like you and I. Uh, so Rick, Rick Martell, was promoting his fake cologne called Arrogance. He would spray this cologne around ringside before his matches because he claimed that the people stunk, which is classic yeah. <laughs> bad guy wrestling shit. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't actually sell this cologne. It wasn't real, but he would go on TV and like talk about, oh, and he had a French Canadian accent. So you can just imagine like, yeah. arrogance is the greatest oh, smell Oh, you French Canadian like type yes. of, oh, He's is from that? Quebec, yeah. Oh, shit. Did it you not it... know there was a Fran- French Canadian? Well, it just like plays more into the character, you know, like yeah. Talladega Knights, right? Like they have the. Was he, Fr- was Borat, did he play a French Canadian guy? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, no, he was European, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he real French? He's French. Yeah, real French, not I think French I'm... Canadian. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he's French. Okay, but he's a French guy, like that kind of like the accent made it, like yeah, you know. So and Rick Martel was legitimately huh. from Quebec, so uh, that was legitimate. So <clears throat> once Jake shows up for his interview, Rick Martel lingered on the interview set, and he started attempting to spray Jake the Snake's snake bag with the arrogance. Um, Roberts kept swatting him away, like trying to push him away, etc. 
finally, after he swatted him away several times, that's when Jake goes to confront Martel and and the model sprayed him in the eye with his cologne, blinding oh, no. him. Blinding him. He blinded him with the cologne. Who knows what's in it? So this is part of the blindfold. This is this might tie in with that. So over the course of the next couple of weeks, there were these videos that would play of doctors tending to Jake. They were unclear if his vision vision would return to his eye or not. Yeah. Uh, eventually, a blinded Jake would return to the Brother Love show, where both Brother Love and Rick Martel would mock his his inability to see. That's just well, laugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, laughing at him. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, they like over here, over here, then running away, that sort of thing. Eventually. Jake attempting to attack Martel would knock out Brother Love, uh, and and in the process, Jake's sunglasses would come off, and you'd and it would reveal his eye had completely clouded over white, so it was like totally blind in that eye. I get that. Which was for a how old was I? For a seven year old kid, that was a pretty uh, noticeable image. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. <laughs> Uh, so that happened, and then over the course of the next six months, Jake would continue to stalk Martel. He was never able to get his hands on him to exact his revenge, but eventually, slowly over time, his eyesight returned to his eye. And finally, the match between the two was made for WrestleMania Seven, but the match was not going to be set to be a regular match. No, no, no. Good. Good. Blindfold match, where both men would be wearing hoods, blinding them. It's good stuff. And that's the fucking match, dude. Good stuff. That's the like fucking it. match. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I think we are going to go ahead. We'll watch the match. As always, I will post the link uh, to this match if I can find it. So if anybody's curious to watch along with Ryan and myself, we'll watch it. Just a quick reminder, Ryan's record, 15 and 12, 55% uh, winning percentage, one week streak, one episode streak, I should say. Uh, is it going to continue? We're going to find out. Anything else, Ryan, before we go to the match? No, I think we're good. All right. Yeah. See you in a little bit. Bye. And as we put on right now, two referees, each at the same time, flying the blindfolds. Don't envy either man in this kind of matchup. Calling for the battle, and we're underway here. That's not fair, that's not fair. They keep pointing in the crowd, telling them yes. They should let Martell wrestle out the hood, keep his eyes shut, and just work on the honor system. Would you honor system, please? As he points closer to the right direction, this crowd gets louder. He found him. Momentarily anyway. Bottle now with the upper hand. Oh, look at that. What did he expect to do with that move? I don't know. It was a bad move. You but probably told him to do that. I didn't tell him to do that. Both men back to back. Oh, oh Jake found him. DDT got him. But can he find him to cover him? See, he can't find him. All he's got to do is reach around. There he is. Oh, no. What a tremendous matchup. Ryan lost everybody. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
Ryan predicted Rick the Model Martell is going to beat Jake the Snake. And guess what happened? Not that. Jake the Snake actually defeated Rick the Model Martell in the first match, first blindfold match I'd ever seen. I don't think it's the first one ever, but uh, blindfold match, WrestleMania 7. Great fucking match. Great fucking match. Everyone should go watch that immediately. Uh, uh, Do you stake your reputation on that? Yeah. Did Did you like the match? Wow, that was real fast. Okay, um, why not? The, you 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 have to go bigger with a blindfold. That was the worst thing I think I've ever seen. They didn't do anything. They I didn't. Eighty five percent of that match was them like walking around the ring like with their arms out. You didn't find it fun? At least like fun. the commentary was was good. Yeah, that was it. What about the crowd involvement? Like, like Jake would no. point across, <laughs> and then the fans would be like, no. "Yes, no. Then, yeah." When they would be looking at, when he'd be pointing at, Martel. I would be so fucking pissed if I paid to go to a wrestling match and that's what I got. Like, I guarantee you wouldn't. I, I would. I would. I, that's fan participation at its apex. Yeah. Do you think? That when fucking Babe Ruth was pointing out at the stands that people were like, no, and then he get, <laughs> then he points to center Foul field. Yes! <laughs> like, you what? would pay good money for that. I don't think so, but... To affect the outcome of a sporting contest. Did they affect the outcome? Because most of the time they were yelling yes or no. They, like, ran into each other, and they didn't... The match didn't end on a fucking crowd, you know, being a part of, like, the yes, no, I'm here. That was just, like, two times they did that. It, it, and it and it meant nothing. It, facil- to the- <laughs> it facilitated the ending. It, 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 there was a lot. It did of- not facilitate the ending. Dis- agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, okay. So you didn't enjoy the match. No, it's not a good match. <laughs> wow. What science are you basing that on? <laughs> my what I just saw with my eyes. Mm, dis- I, I disagree with the science of your eyes. We've already. <laughs> I think you still have a pellet in there somewhere. Uh, so let's go to the let's go to the notes. Uh, so in fact, before we go to the notes, so your record as of right now, as of that is 15 and 13 and okay. you are now on a one match losing streak. Just so we're all clear. I feel like you're upset about how I viewed this match. Cause you come in Not and upset. like, this is the second time you've mentioned that I've lost in two minutes. I want to be more, especially now that we have nearly 30 matches. That's a lot of content to like kind of sift through. So I want to make people make sure that people are aware of kind of where you're standing, where you're sitting. I you wanna, did the first time. I want to heavily lean into the analytics now. Okay. So I'm just, you know, setting the stage, world building. Do you have a problem with you losing? Then you should, maybe should have picked better. <laughs> we'll go through the notes. So we watched the we watched the video about the things that I described. Did anything stand out to you about that the the video that we saw? Whereas Jake on the interview set of Brother Love, he got sprayed with the arrogance and then he's blind. Yeah, I mean, they were like pumping. Like he tried to shoot the snake with something. Like did you try to kill the snake. So, so it was like a needle almost at first. Like was he was not a needle. Okay, hold on. So for a long time, so I was a, I was seven when all this shit happened. Mm. I was seven years old, maybe even six, six or seven. When I had no concept of cologne <laughs> when I was that age, like I didn't know what you what like you you bought cologne in or anything like that. So to me. What Rick Martell had, which they describe as an atomizer, apparently that's a real word, but it's basically like a pump 
thing that shoots a large mist of air out. And so that's what he had to disperse his arrogance collide. We had these toys like back in the night, like those like, you know, like you pump water out of a pool and then shoot it. Yeah, it looked like one of those. Like It pretty much did. Yeah. So yeah, so that was what his vessel for his arrogance cologne was. He was that, shot at an animal. And then he shot it well, he shot at the bag. Because oh, sure. it was a stinky snake bag. And then when Jake went to go, uh, you know, basically uh, confront him over it, that's when Martell sprayed him in the eye and blinded Jake. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we saw kind of the rest of the stuff I described. Brother Love getting laid out. You saw the cloudy eye. Yeah. Um, you saw kind of Jake storming the ring a couple times, not really able to see still, et cetera, et cetera. And then the brief interview. And then we go to the match yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, we did see. All right. So as far as the match notes, uh, so <laughs> Rick Martel in the ring already. Never a good sign. <laughs> That's my first note. Sorry, what was that? Uh, Rick Martel uh, in the ring already does not get his own entrance. Never a good oh, sign. Oh, like no intro. I mean, walk up. Like that's... When, <laughs> yes. When they cut to you and you're already in the ring, you don't even get the like benefit of an entrance with all your music and pomp and circumstance. That's no. not usually a good sign for you. Mm. Should have picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you'll learn eventually. Uh, Ryan's note about Rick the Model Martel: He looks the part. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, then we have Jake the Snake's entrance: the gigantic bag over his shoulder containing Damien, the uh, the real uh, boa constrictor, not the fake boa constrictor, as you apparently briefly thought. I think it's a fake. I think it's fake. What? Are you still saying that? I'm. I'm. That's there's no way that's okay. That snake doesn't stay in the bag the whole time. Yes. No, not that a, a snake wouldn't just sit there on the corner of the ring with all that commotion going on. The, well, it did. No, it because it's a it's fake. What you saw it move? Yes, I, I <laughs> understand. But like initially, he throws the snake on him, and then like ta- you can't do that with a real snake. Why then, not? Then they cut to a fake snake. And that's that's cut. the magic. You're in front of a live crowd of fifteen to 20,000 people, Ryan. Exactly what do you suspect is going on there? That is those? not a fucking real snake. Is it just a CGI moon landing it's too, not, Ryan? <laughs> There's no CGI. It's not, they're using a fake, a fake snake, which is probably I could make a fake snake. I had a fake snake at one point. You could make a fake snake? You could snake? make a fake snake. That, and it looks, it looks kind of real. And then they cut off. You know, the part where he throws a snake on him at the end and then he just slithers away because he uses a real snake at that point. No, you're stupid. This is none of, none of what you're saying is correct. The, the snake was real. The snake. I know for a fact that the snake was real. There's A snake would not stay in that bag Yes, it with would. all that commotion and without like slithering around in the bag. So, okay. There's a couple things at play here. Some of it is... Uh, a, well, I mean, whatever. Well, it, it is what it is. It already happened. It was the 80s and the 90s, whatever. Uh, so snakes, to my understanding, I've never owned a snake. Snakes are fairly docile as long as they are fed. Sure. If they're not hungry, they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to move around. It's, it's, you can't. Okay. I don't want to cut you off because mm-hmm. I know you're going into something. You can't yeah. like step around when you when you're in the middle of like the desert, right? You go to Arizona mm-hmm. and you hear that little like shaking of the tail, like a rattlesnake. I don't, I don't know if this rattlesnake, bow constrictor, whatever it was. That was a boa. That was I not under, a rattlesnake. I, I understand. I, that's what I said. I get it. What yeah. I'm saying is they do that because they hear like commotion coming up to them 
and they start to warn you that you should get the fuck away before they like come up and attack you. Yeah. You think like a boa constrictor is just going to sit in the corner of the ring while all that's going on? Come on. I saw it with my own fucking He's eyes. He's in a Brian. fucking bag. You can't, yeah. you don't know that. It could just be, that could be a fake snake in the bag. It wasn't. He, <laughs> he, oh my God. Jesus, Ryan. What? He unwrapped the bag and he threw the snake but out and that, it was a live snake. But that could be, they could have just like, He's cut. done this hundreds of times, Ryan. They, it's not a real they snake. fake the snake it's in front not, of 15,000 people hundreds of times, they, thousands of times. They're Ryan? in on it, Eric. Who's they? They fans. The they know. The paying audience? <laughs> they know. You can't actually... Do you really believe this? Be honest. Yeah. Is this an act? I No, I 100% believe that's not a real snake. I will bet you I believe, every, my, no, my, every red cent in my savings, I bet you you're full of shit hold right on, now. I'm not full of shit. I'm saying there was a live snake in the building. Obviously, you can see that at the end. They didn't use a fucking live snake to throw on the, and tackle the guy at the end of it. Or... Or nor did they fucking leave a like a live snake in a bag in the corner of the ring. What happens if they like fall on him? Here's the problem with equal time, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we're in the we're in the post election season. I know that we've forgotten about this. I'm not giving you the platform to say this anymore because it's <laughs> you cutting me off. It's wrong. I know for a fact that it was a real snake. Okay. There is literally zero chance. How do you know for a fact? What you were how saying, do you know for a fact it was a real snake? For a fact? For a fact. How do you know that? Because I taped the goddamn <laughs> pay-per-view live, the live feed of this fucking pay-per-view. It's probably even easier to fake it. Yeah. Oh my god, you're so stupid. <laughs> this is it was a real snake. There's nothing there's it was a real every Bit of quote unquote evidence that you're saying to I'm not, say I'm not providing not. any evidence here. I'm not saying clearly, I'm not saying this is a. I am saying I know this was not a real snake without bringing any evidence to okay. back that up. You're the worst type of person, but you're not bringing, <laughs> you're bringing evidence to say it was real. You're just saying I know for a fact it was real. Where was the camera cut? Where, like, they did this over and over and over again, Ryan. That is not safe. I've heard stories. I've uh, there's countless stories of him hanging out with this snake backstage, having to travel with this snake. That's different than wrestling with a fucking snake. <sighs> okay, and before you cut me off, so there's two components to this. One, a boa constrictor, unlike a rattlesnake or something that's a little bit more aggressive, is going to be a lot more docile as long as it's fed. That's you think part they're one. just fucking chill. Part two, and this is the part you cut me off on, <laughs> which I think is an important element of this okay. fucking story. A lot of times those fucking snakes were doped up real good <laughs> because you don't want them to bite people. And so they like, I can't, I'm not accusing anybody of doing anything, but I'm pretty sure that I've heard stories about them drugging the goddamn snake <laughs> so I, that it was not aggressive. So knowing that now, Ryan, is it plausible that a doped up fucking snake could just why hang out they... on the side of the ring? Okay. I don't, Maybe. <laughs> I don't. Why would they? I don't know why they would go through that process when they could just use a fake on the side of the ring at the very least. Just a a, a bag. That bag could have fucking anything in it. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it looks like a little like it has something in it. It could have anything in it. It didn't get open till the end of the end of the match. It could have. And so at the end of the match, they just open it up and they put the real snake in there. The fans are in on it course and they let him out and and slither across the 
so okay the the no the no that didn't happen and they could even swap the bags really quick with like a real snake so i've seen i'm not saying that what you were so in this particular match that was a real snake from beginning to end i have seen points where they there was no ever real snake that, that there was not a real snake at any point in time and like you never even saw the snake but in the 80s and the 90s, when Jake was wrestling, if you saw the snake more often than not. Now, in this match, obviously, there was a lot of gimmickry and, and hoo-ha going along. <laughs> Most matches of Jake's, they would make a point to have a shot, a still shot of the bag, and you'd see it move. We even saw that in his first match against Leaping Laney Poffo, where they had a couple of still shots, and you could see the snake moving around in the bag. So, these snakes were docile snakes they came from a trainer like jake didn't raise these snakes himself like they were trained and he, they basically told him hey make sure to feed the snake x amount of time they probably gave the snake some drugs so that they were like cool when they were out on the fucking ring okay i under okay and i, I just to point we out we need to move hold, on okay this. we will let me just let me make my last point i understand that not like snakes aren't like inherently when they're especially when they're drugged up like super dangerous right like they can mm-hmm. be chill sure but i'm saying you don't fucking like I wouldn't throw a snake on some guy's back and then like wrestle with that snake and him without expecting to probably get bit. I mean, Jake got bit, but, uh, you know, not in that match and not in most matches because they were, you know, drugged up cool snakes. For the record, it was a real snake. I'm just, just, I don't, Ryan did not make a convincing argument, not a real snake about the snake thing. It did look a little limp when he threw it on him. Okay, so moving along, so we had, and we jumped way ahead there, but uh, so then they put the, the blindfolds on, the hoods, the masks, what yep. have you. Uh, very impressive masks. Made for an excellent match, too. Made for an excellent match. Jake, uh, Martel, Rick Martel starts freaking out. Jake's cautiously moving around the ring. We talked a little bit about the crowd sort of navigating Jake around the ring, doing the pointing thing across the ring to try and, you know, get him to the right direction. I like the bit where Martel was down on all fours. Eventually they touch. Martel wriggled away. Uh, eventually, he whips Jake the Snake into the ropes, and Jake just kind of veers off in a different direction. And Martel's like, "Oh, what the fuck?" That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point too where, like, he tried to like he like did one. I think he body slammed him, and then he tried to. He do tried an to elbow go down drop. him. Yeah, yeah like it was just drop. like the it, that was nice touch. To the, that was like the only redeeming part of this. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, like, uh, bits of bits of comedy. So yeah. so just like we talked about. So Jake got body slammed by Martel. Martel took a sweet time, tried to hit a big elbow drop, and by then, of course, Jake had moved, and then Martel's selling it. Um, right around this point is when I start pressuring you, like, "Hey Ryan, make your pick, make your pick." Mm-hmm. And I'm this may sound like I'm chastising you because of our just disagreement about the snake just now. I'm not. I don't understand why. You chose the guy who was a fucking idiot the entire match. He was doing nothing but buffoonery the entire time. And he blinded the other man for six months. (laughs) Why on earth would you pick him? I thought that Jake had just as terrible of a fucking match the entire time. I couldn't couldn't decipher. But he wasn't an idiot. He wasn't being portrayed as a a fool, as a moron. He was blinded by cologne. (laughs) And, uh, and you also, I mean, they showed the clips of him, like, you know, not being able to see jumping into matches with, like, his regular pants on. He didn't have wrestling pants on. Like, regular pants? 
I mean, he just attacking the ref. Like, I mean, he kind of looked like an idiot too. Like, that's uh, not, but not okay. Fair enough. All right, you've made your point. Right. Fine. Blinded by cologne. I get it. Uh, eventually, Jake gets knocked outside of the ring. Uh, Martel goes out there. Martel grabs a steel chair, bumps into the ring post behind him, swings it, and hurts his little fingies. Uh, at which point, he goes back into the ring. Martel hit a big backbreaker yeah. on Jake the Snake. Yeah. Goes for his finishing maneuver, the Boston Crab. Uh, Jake manages to climb on top of the referee to push himself out. Jake hits the big DDT. Do you have any thoughts about the DDT, Ryan? <laughs> I think I mentioned you didn't seem happy. I wasn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I first I missed the move, I, and then secondly, we went back and watched it. <laughs> it was one of the weaker finishing moves I've you've ever seen. Fuck all the way off. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, I mean, I I respect don't I respect the move. Just that wasn't landed in any powerful like way, in in my opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. Okay. Except the snake. Except uh, for the fucking snake thing. Well, that's because it's outwardly wrong. It's 100% false. Okay. Recount the votes. It's not a real snake. Like, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah. You need to have evidence to okay. provide. You can't just wildly speculate and disseminate wrong information, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so DDT, uh, Jake doesn't know where he is, eventually finds him. That pinfall, though, was hilarious. He literally put, like, the very point of his shoulder down. It was, like, the least body contact yeah, of any pinfall yeah. <clears throat> in the history of the match, of, of professional wrestling. He kind of cheated when he, like, tried right before he was getting almost pinned on the front. And he grabbed the ref to, like, lift him up. You, you can't get pinned on the front. Well, I mean, he put himself in a better position by using the ref for leverage, he which did. is cheating. That is cheating. So, well, I mean, it was up to the, it's the referee's discretion at that point. The referee didn't disqualify him. So. I like legal moves. <laughs> you are a very legal man. We know. We know that. Uh, so, yeah, that was the end of the match. Jake the Snake Roberts wins the match. Damien, the giant boa constrictor, Damien arrives, gets uh, draped over Rick Martel. Martel runs out of the ring, and then they celebrate together. Jake and Damien. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, the match. That was it. That was the match. Yep. Uh, anything else worth mentioning before we uh, put on our lab coats, fill up our beakers, and do the science? I don't think so. <laughs> Can I just tell you? And I know. Okay, I'm just going to say this. This quick disclaimer. I'm glad I didn't write this down because remember the one time where I wrote down what I thought you were going to say? Yeah. Um, and I was like pretty much spot on. <laughs> this time, uh, I thought. Uh, the number was going to be 11. It's not going to be 11. I have a feeling. 11? I thought this was going to be 11. Uh, my science, I'll recheck my facts and figures. I'll kind of look at the quasars and make sure. But I, yeah. I had this. My science matches up with 11. But I'm curious where your science. Uh, again, we have 27 matches. Um, I'm going to let you take a peek, see at the list. And his eyeballs are scanning towards the bottom. <laughs> you can just. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Let me know if you need any assistance. Jenna versus Charmel. Jenna versus oh Jenna versus Charmel. Uh, that was Char- <laughs> that was the one and only TNA match that we saw. It was a six sided ring. It was in like a sound stage in Orlando Studios, Florida. Uh, what the Charmel or no 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 uh, Jenna Jenna Maraska was from the show Survivors. Oh We've yeah, watched yeah, two yeah, women's yeah, matches. Right. One had Ronda Rousey in it. One yeah. did not have Ronda Rousey in it. I don't know. I thought this was pretty, pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I don't know exactly where to put it, but it's like, is there any was in- Vampiro versus uh, 
You know what that was. Was that the... Uh, mm-hmm. That was... The graveyard match. A fucking good match. <laughs> you still have my goddamn DVD, Ryan. I do have it. <laughs> uh, still haven't shown it to Greta. She did want to see it. I, I'll, I'll figure that out and get it back to you. Christmas uh, viewing. Christmas <laughs> yeah. viewing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think I'd... Like, like 25. 25? Let me see. Yeah. Let me see. where. So where does that put us? That puts us... I got, that would be their new... So it would bu- it would be right above Vampira versus Kiss. No, right below Vampira versus Kim. Oh, so the new twenty six. Yeah, okay. I want to take so the above spot. Yeah, Jenna versus Charmel, and above Harlem Heat versus Steiner Brothers. That is that it? Yeah, is that yeah. the solution? Let me make a quick note here so I don't forget. I'll say twenty six. Man, poor Jake, blinded. It's called fake. It's called the snake is fake, and then ranked. 26 out of 28 matches. That's a fucking shame. <laughs> just make sure you do the win losses right now. I'm too. giving That's you important. your loss. I don't want to forget. Yeah. I should change the streak too. One, one L. I feel like I deeply offended you on this, uh, every aspect of this match. Because you were so adamant that you were right when you're so fucking wrong in real life. That's, that's like, it's one thing if you're like speculating and you're, and you're, I'm holding a fucking strong speculative opinion on this one. Didn't sound, it came across like you knew for a fact. That's a strong, yeah, that's a strong opinion. You don't know anything, right? (laughs) You don't know shit about snakes. (laughs) Drugged up snakes is not your area. You you stick to talking about getting shot with a BB gun and getting hit by cars, pal. Right. I'll call you when I need information about those things. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, I have a big announcement. Oh. Ryan doesn't know this. Ryan doesn't know about this big announcement. Nobody. I haven't said this big announcement yet. Nobody no. knows but me, and I've, I haven't said it out loud yet until uh, right now. Are you ready for my big announcement? I am. Big announcement. Episode, so this is episode 23, in case anyone forgot. Yeah. You're listening to episode 23, the number of Michael Jordan. I hope we did you proud, Mike. Episode 25 is the last episode of Hard Mark. Season one. Ha! Gotcha! (laughs) Zoomed you, Ryan. I zoomed you. That's right. Season one ends. We might have, like, copyrighted it or, like, uh, you know, like, Mm -hmm. infringed on a copyright or. Potentially, yeah. Well, no, we didn't infringe on any copyright. No, but season one. Uh, All done. Episode 25. What does that mean for the audience? Nothing. We're going to keep posting in the same uh, bi-weekly schedule that we have. It's a doing. season. It's a season. Episode I, 25 is the end of the season. Episode 26 is the start of season two. How do you determine that? I just wanted to. 25. Okay. Uh, there, you may you may notice right around the, the time of that season changeover that I might be doing some guest spots on some other podcasts. You never know. There may be some other uh, things coming down the pike for episode 26, which will be the first episode of season two. Um, as long as we get to episode 30. That's... <laughs> well, we're going to get to episode 30. We're as long gonna... as we get there. Yeah, no, we're we're on the path. That's... We're on the, the path of blood, mm. I think I've called it internally in my brain. But uh, uh, yeah, so episode 25. So expect more information about that coming over the next two episodes because this is 23. So again, we got two more episodes this season. Then new season starts episode twenty. Six, and I'm very, very excited to see how these next few episodes play out. So, with all that said, uh, I think it's time for Eric's Wisdom Tree, everyone's favorite segment. The only reoccurring segment that really gets the people going, that there's content for every episode, unlike Ryan's okay. Corner. I feel like I feel like 
air explosive tree is losing a little bit of steam here. It hasn't been as controversial the last couple. So Oh, you're looking for a controversial one? I like I like mixing it up. Sometimes just, uh, sometimes I give people uh <clears throat> Sam Rockwell recommendations. Other times I talk about uh you know pasteurized milk. It all yeah, is yeah. you know, switch it okay. up. But you're so you want a controversial one. I just wanted to like bring some passion behind it. Like I feel like the last two or three, four, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I got okay. <laughs> All right, I got something. <clears throat> uh people with food allergies shouldn't serve shitty food to people. <laughs> uh <laughs> so here here's what I'm saying by that. Here, here, let me let me rephrase yeah. that in a different way. If you have food allergies, that's your problem <laughs> to deal with. Everyone else shouldn't have to accommodate around your food allergies. So just prepare whatever food you need, and then people who have normal functioning bodies can just eat normal good food. You're like the guy who, like, if you have a nut allergy, you should just maybe, like, you shouldn't be here, maybe. Well, okay, a, a nut allergy, that's one thing. A nut allergy, <laughs> like, if someone's risking death... That's that I get that 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 that's something that should maybe be accommodated. Are for. you talking about fucking like milk and being lactose intolerant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if someone's lactose intolerant, like, okay, figure your shit out. But that doesn't mean that everybody else, when they're having like a nice meal, should like try and accommodate hold, that hold meal on, around hold on, you. Hold on, hold on. I, I, okay. I, this is good. This, the, there you go. You brought it back. I think. <laughs> I think. I think people who are lactose intolerant. Aren't the problem. The people with fucking shellfish allergies are the are the problem. Because people serve shellfish and you can't be like near that, right? Like from I yes. I mean peanuts are the same way. You can so actually get shellfish mixed up on like your cracker dip or something. Sure. And like that and they people, ruin parties, not right. fucking lactose intolerant people. Like I But it's like so here let me, let me paint it to you in a way that, that you might understand. Okay, thanks. Let me, let me rephrase <laughs> yeah, this. And it, uh-huh. Let me dumb it down to a Ryan Murphy type no, of Please, there. thanks. I mean, I'm getting ready for my rebuttal. <laughs> Thanksgiving is upon us. Not when people are listening to this, but at the time of this recording, we've got Thanksgiving coming up in the near future. Yeah. Uh, mashed potatoes. Mm. Mashed potatoes are fucking delicious. You know what you should put in your mashed potatoes? Milk and sour cream and butter. Those are delicious things for for mashed potatoes. Should I not put those things in to accommodate for some idiot who can't digest milk? You don't really know anyone who fucking doesn't do that. I'm not. You're making this up on the spot because I'm fucking lactose intolerant. That's that's what you're doing, Eric. (laughs) But that's that's Eric's wisdom tree for this week. Do you have anything else to mention about the wisdom? No, it's fine. Are you guilty of this, Ryan? No, I serve fucking regular mashed potatoes. (laughs) All right. Uh, fine. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, next, <laughs> next episode, we're going back to the Survivor Series, as a matter of fact. So the last Survivor Series match, uh, proper Survivor Series match that we watched was back in episode 10. If you recall, it is a four-on-four elimination mm. style match. So we're going to be watching another one of those next episode featuring... Woo! The nature boy! So you got that to look forward to. Fuck yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be better than uh, 26. <laughs> maybe. But but it may not be. It, you, may be. it may be worse. Was this the bad episode you were prepping for? I thought this was going to be 11. I know. <laughs> <laughs> for the record. Uh, all right. Well, then, for my associate, 
Uh, for Captain Cream Pie, this is Eric Donaldson saying, <laughs> if you're not hard, okay. get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. I mean, do you respect that? <laughs> <laughs>